0: Uh, help folks and make friends uh, if you've got the right temperament for it. So I encourage people to consider it. <laughs> we were speaking with Louise McNeely, the director of a special projects at affordable housing partnership. Thank you, Louise. Thanks so much, Eileen.
1: That interview was from
0: WOOC. To learn more about this program, the sanctuary for independent media,
1: Tune in to all sorts of creative community voices on the radio Wednesday, February 9th at WGXC 90.7 FM, including at 11 a.m. Maria Manhattan has some love songs for you on the Hudson Cafe. And then at noon, it's time for the Bezazzled Radio Hour. Live from Main Street in Catskill, Spike Priggin has a s- store called Spike's Record Rack, and he's broadcasting live from there until 2 p.m. with rock and other genres. On the radio. At 4 p.m., we're live from Hudson with the WGXC Afternoon Show. At 7 p.m., we simulcast WBAI in New York City's Off the Hook program. It's run by the Hacker Quarterly 2600 and talks about new technology until 8 p.m., when Neva Wartel takes over with Music for the Masses, fresh from Africa. Tonight on 90.7 FM, WGXC. This is Simone Shaheen. You are listening to WGXC Accra 90.7 FM. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of the Bridge Street Theater in Catskill, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about creative community radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia Counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support.
0: Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a bi-weekly radio show where we talk about anything and everything in movies that we're watching right now. (laughs) Uh, You are currently listening to WGXC.org, and tonight we have something a little different from usual. Amanda is away in a faraway land. She'll be back, but for now, it's just going to be me. And one other special guest, but before I introduce her, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's playing in the theater right now. So if you would like to go see a movie over in Chatham at the Crandall theater, you have quite a few options. <laughs> you have licorice pizza, parallel mothers, a special showing of happy feet, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, West side story, bell and drive my car. Uh, you can find more information about all of those showtimes and a couple other special screenings at Uh I'm also going to tell you about the Wyndham Theatre, Across the River. So at the Wyndham Theatre, we have Marry Me, which looks like a cute little rom-com that I haven't heard of, uh, Jackass Forever, which I hear is doing very well, <laughs> and uh, Moonfall, the new Roland Emmerich flick. So if you'd like to learn about the showtimes over at the Wyndham Theatre, That's WyndhamTheater.com. I'm going to also tell you about what's playing over in Hudson at the Cineplex on Fairview, otherwise known as Spotlight Cinemas. Uh, We have The Wolf and the Lion, Moonfall, The New Scream Movie, Jackass Forever, American Underdog, West Side Story, Sing 2, and The New Spider-Man Movie is still hanging in there. Uh, And I'm going to tell you about one other theater, which is... Well, it's two theaters, the sister theaters, the upstate cinemas. One is in Rhinebeck, and that's the one that is showing Paper and Glue, Drive My Car, Parallel Mothers, and Licorice Pizza. And then if you wanted to go over to the upstate cinemas in Socrates, you could see Death on the Nile, Jackass Forever, Parallel Mothers, and also Licorice Pizza. And uh, yeah, those are that's pretty much your big overview of movies in the area. Feel free to do some more searching around. For Upstate's Times, you can go to upstatefilms.org. And, you know, without any further ado, let me gently introduce to you a very special guest. Somebody whose name Amanda and I have mentioned more than once because we both use her Criterion subscription. Uh, I have artist and local uh, friend, Danielle Norris. Danielle, hello.
1: Hello, everyone. It's <laughs> very exciting for me. I feel like a caller that was selected and I get to talk the whole time.
0: <laughs> I'm so I'm really glad to have excited. you here. <laughs>
1: it's truly I'm, a delight. I'm uh, shaking with excitement.
0: <laughs> uh for context, Danielle and I do work together and frequently what we talk about when we see each other is what movies we've been watching lately. So, you are very primed for this uh, beautiful evening where we will spend the next hour just talking about movies, whatever we kind of feel like. Um, Yes, I am excited. I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball because I didn't prep you for it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Hey, Danielle, what have you been watching lately?
1: Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) um, I've been watching a lot of what we do in the shadows, the TV Mm -hmm. show. I had seen the movie, and then thinking about it again recently, I realized there was a show. No one told me. It's been magical.
0: Oh, no. I'm so sorry nobody told you. I love the show. It's so good.
1: <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, we both have a mutual crush on Matt Barry. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, the, a thing uh, about that
0: show is that everybody in it is really hot, even though they're, like, doing funny vampire things. You know? Like, it's not it's not, like, what I would call a traditional like sexy person vehicle but for but everybody and it is so hot
1: to me <laughs> oh my gosh the the constant lace and frills and the things that go in the necks it's so good <laughs> um tell me about what you've been watching
0: well I am really excited to tell you about a movie that I saw in the theater uh, which I know you really want to see, so I won't talk about it too much. But uh, two weeks ago, Amanda and I actually went to go see Licorice Pizza together, which was really fun. Um, we went to see it at the theater in Socrates, which was exciting and like a little nerve wracking. We went during on a weekday. Um, but it's the new, if you're not familiar with Licorice Pizza, it's the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie uh, starring Alana Haim of the band Haim. And Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Um, and it's so good. And <laughs> like, truly, the two of us were there with a third friend, and we all just like were grinning and laughing the entire movie. It was such, it was like truly such a fun time. Um, if you it can get like, out there.
1: Yes, it truly sounds like something my heart needs yes. right now.
0: <clears throat> That's, the other thing Amanda told me, which I did not know, I was like, licorice pizza. There's never a title drop in it. We just don't know why it's called that. And I just was like ready to move on with my life. And Amanda told me it's another like or a slang term for like a record, like an like a vinyl record, because it's licorice colored. <laughs> shaped like a pizza, right. I
1: guess. And that's funny because I also had no idea what licorice pizza meant until I was asked by a friend of mine back in Boston to paint signage for him for his record shop and he asked me to put licorice pizza on there and I was like okay I have no idea what that means (laughs) but you know I'll go with it and then finally it was explained to me it's it's got it yeah
0: thanks (laughs) it's not um it's I mean like as soon as she said it to me I was like of course that's I guess that makes perfect sense but I just didn't there was no world in which I was ever gonna make that logical leap to the licorice pizza but yeah it was so good it was so fun um Everybody in it was amazing. There's, like, a ton of random, uh, like, cameo performances by really famous actors who are just, like, hanging out. It's it's just so fun.
1: Been loving that lately. It's just, like, a friend dropping in to say hello.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, that brings us to our main topic of the evening, which, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's a week from yesterday, so... We've only got a couple more days left to do your Valentine's Day shopping, I guess, if you do that, mm. if you if you do such a thing. Um, but we decided we wanted to do something kind of romantic, kind of like a little, you know, there's love is in the air. We're all feeling it, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But uh, so we decided our theme tonight is called, is it love or is it? something else dot, we dot, just, dot. dot 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 a very ominous and broad category uh for me i interpreted it one very specific way um but i'm dying to hear how you interpreted this especially because listeners danielle has been brought in at the very last minute Like we had we had a uh, a small scheduling issue and so danielle has been very valiantly um ready to discuss movies that she had no real time to prepare for so
1: <laughs> i'm oh so yeah secure. i have multiple index cards with lists you know um, <laughs> as soon as I you feel got- like high fidelity here you know yes. just l- lists upon lists hoping i'll turn somebody on somewhere oh my god <laughs> i'm so glad as soon as you got the call you're like okay i'm ready for this i've been i've been waiting for this moment <laughs> Um, I guess what I, you know, um, there was a movie that I did watch because I had to revisit it, but the rest, you know, might be blurry, might be, I might have a lot of holes, but I trust a lot of these you've seen or have talked about before, and you oh, can I'm, help me fill
0: those little voids. I'm so psyched. Honestly, I have such a bad memory for movies. Like, as soon as I stop watching it, I'm like, it's gone, and it's like, it was never there to begin with. <laughs> um but this is a show where we're just kind of mostly talking about our feelings and uh you know it's very loosey-goosey so I'm ready to just get going do you want to start do you want to like take out a movie from your from your shuffle
1: (laughs) oh gosh okay okay well I'll start with the movie I watched which was funny because I listed it and then watched it and two hours later crossed it off my list but i'm still gonna talk about it (laughs) yes i'm like dying to hear (laughs) so the movie is as good as it gets um that was made in 1997 so this is a movie with jack nicholson and helen hunt yes and jack nicholson is a raging jerk you know he's a real archie bunker he's bigoted He's got multiple obsession issues, hypochondriac, can't leave the house. Um, Basically needs the world to revolve around him. He's like a writer. And you know he has a crush on this waitress. His way of showing affection is awful. Um, And when I mean he's like an Archie Bunker character, I mean he's just, you really don't like him but you're drawn into liking him in a weird way, so you mm. know he's someone you would never spend time with. And the way I remember this movie is that it ends on that sort of like, they don't actually get together no, you know? Right. And it's just this really fun, long comedy of this really hilariously annoying person trying to woo this woman, and this woman being like, absolutely not you're a horrible person and that's like the whole humor of the movie um, but you know at the end we I could give it away
0: um, I think you I mean it is from 1997 so I think you are safe to do that if you right. would like okay.
1: okay so we I realized at the end there's like a you know there's like a kissy smoochy thing and she doesn't all out reject him which I thought I remember that being the case you know you like rewrote it in your mind to be like you're
0: like okay yeah. she obviously should not be with him so
1: and I thought that you know like that falls into the category of like is it love because you know the moral of the story in my mind when I walked away with is like you might be an awful person but if there's someone out there you care about enough to make you want to be a better person that's a very genuine form of love yeah you know? for sure. and to like not expect it to be returned and I love that about it. Um, but in the end it's like, oh, she'll compromise her principles and be with this guy. So I don't know. she just
0: no, couldn't resist his allure. <laughs> oh my god. That's if I've never seen as good as it gets, but I've heard I mean I've heard great things about it. Um, like and also of course it's a romance, but for some reason in my mind it is it is not that it's just a movie about Jack Nicholson being a jerk. <laughs>
1: um what I will say before moving on is I love this movie. Um, if you do want a result where people just decide to, um, not get together, but it's fine, mm-hmm. um, watch broadcast news. It's by the same director. It's made 1987 and it's about a wonderful friendship, love triangle, and there's a lot of drama, but it all ends with them just agreeing to be loving friends. Ugh. And it, it gives you that feeling that you wanted. So. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: I wanted to see broadcast news forever, but I've never seen it. That is really great news. Um, can I ask where you watched as good as it gets? Like, did you stream it somewhere?
1: Oh, gosh. Where did we watch it um,
0: <laughs> It's also okay. I can't remember.
1: I'm just curious. Okay. You know, I, I may not be able to provide those answers on these guys. I'm sorry. That's okay. I read no, a lot no. of stuff from YouTube. Um, yeah. And stream stuff from HBO. Same. And Hulu. Which yeah, I share totally. from Amanda. Thank
0: Aww. you. Amanda. <laughs> we, are, we are a movie sharing family, <laughs> big time. Um, yeah, no, I totally, I did not ask you to do that. So that was a real, yet another <laughs> curveball that I've thrown you is a, a memory, a memory jog. Um, I really love that as an interpretation because I too am really interested in romances where it's it's a very imperfect couple. Um, And ones that also end really ambiguously, like, I think that's, like, always a really fascinating way to deal with, like, a couple that maybe shouldn't be together is to be like, well, maybe they aren't together. (laughs) Maybe they just went on this wild ride for two hours and now they're going their separate ways. Um, But I took this theme in a very me direction in the sense that i decided to watch movies where people fall in love over murder <laughs> because that is a real <laughs> a real thing that i personally appreciate as listeners of the show might know um but i also wanted to watch some stuff i hadn't seen before so i ended up watching a movie that came out a couple years ago that had been on my list um and it's not a romance but it felt romantic to me, so I'm gonna tell you about it. Uh it's that movie Thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? So it's from oh, twenty seventeen. Uh it is it was written and directed by uh Corey Finley, who made a movie like two years ago called Bad Education that I think was pretty popular, um, with Hugh Jackman. But this is his first movie. Uh it's more of like a teen uh like bad bad teens getting into trouble (laughs) movie like very similar to Jennifer's body actually thematically but um, so it is about these two girls who are both like 16 or 17 it's unclear who were childhood friends but grew apart Uh, one is played by Anya Taylor-Joy who you might remember from like a million things right now she's the person in uh, the Queen's Gambit um, and she's in a bunch of horror movies uh and Olivia Cook who I did not recognize um but was also great and Anya Taylor-Joy's character uh she is basically her uh through like a complicated <laughs> means ends up hanging out again with this friend that they like they used to be friends and they fell apart and now they're getting back together but her friend played by Olivia Cook uh has no emotions she has no feelings oh. whatsoever, what, whatsoever, uh, and like they have all these really interesting conversations where um, Olivia Cook like really wants Anya Taylor Joy to just be honest, and that is what kind of starts to bring them closer together. Is when they stop uh, when she stops pretending to be polite, and like they actually just get very real with each other. Uh, and I don't want to talk too much about the ending of the movie because I think it's a really interesting like, well-made movie that's super worth watching, but it's really about, like, these two girls really getting closer and closer and kind of, um, unraveling in the sense that they start to push <laughs> the boundaries of a society <laughs> and what you are allowed to do as people, um, and it's really fun, and is not explicitly a romance, but it definitely had some, like, you know, it, def- it had a, uh, a little window of homoeroticism kind of floating over everything which is obviously why I watched it um and it's really fun and I really liked it and it was definitely a like oh boy this is a bad relationship and you should not be with each other but also I'm enjoying it very much uh the other thing that was really nice about it was that uh Anton Yelchin is in it as a supporting uh character and I believe it was his last movie it was like the last movie that he made before he passed away so it was nice to see him there um yeah that is thoroughbreds it's like incredibly watchable it's super fun like very like really well edited like very very um you know just like when movies are well made and it's just like
1: oh yeah this is like it's fun to watch movies (laughs) it's like very so fun and easy (laughs) oh wow Um, thank you for repeating the name of that I have not heard of it it sounds
0: wonderful it's fun it's very Um, uh it's thoroughbreds like horses because they're both rich girls it's like very (laughs) the themes uh, are very like horse rich horse girls like getting away (laughs) with bad behavior
1: (laughs) bad behavior Um, is is it really scary
0: it's not really scary no it's like there's like a couple scenes that are pretty tense but it's it's actually uh it's very clean like it kind of gets in gets out does what it's doing there's nothing um it's not very long i think it's like a cool hour and a half So it's very, um, yeah, it's just, like, extremely watchable. Very, like, wow, movies are great, and I love them. (laughs) Kind of was one of those. Uh, But it's rentable. I believe I rented it also from YouTube, but it's also streaming on Sling, if you have that for any reason. But, yeah, that was really, like, the, the, um, that was the first thing I watched, but it really, I really kind of got away from the theme a little bit, because I was just thinking about people who, like, get into relationships that are kind of violent, basically, or like involve violence in some way, uh, and I love so it. yeah, you know, that's—is it love? We just couldn't say for sure.
1: Maybe it's love, and like violence is just like the the, the love triangle. The sort yeah, of, yeah. The third part—it's a character in itself. Precisely. Um,
0: will you tell me about something else that you had on your mind?
1: Hey, guess what? I'm gonna stuff a movie into this genre.
0: Yes, under I'm, I'm this ready. umbrella
1: and we're gonna just squish it around until it it fits into that mold. Um, I'm bringing up Twister. Yeah, oh, thank God. To go into the suck zone. You know, (laughs) I've been waiting for this moment. I get get my time here, okay? (laughs) Um, I wanna bring it up because something I thought about that no one had ever pointed out to me um, was I rewatched the movie, His Girl Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, if you remember, If you're familiar with the movie Twister, it's made in 1996, it's got Bill Paxton and once again, Helen Hunt. Um, And it involves a divorced couple. Helen Hunt uh, continues her passion for chasing tornadoes. She's part of a ragtag group of happy-go-lucky scientists um, that are chasing storms around. And Bill Paxton is her divorced husband who tracks her down to get her to sign divorce papers so he can get remarried to a city slicker therapist lady. Um, I love this movie. I think it fits because, you know, it's a romance movie between people who have already broken up. Mm -hmm. So it's like this very adult, mature way of looking at, oh, well, they're arguing all the time. But they love each other. Yeah. So it's sort of, you know, I love those sort of like hype, like. I don't want to say realist, but, like, these things happen. No, totally. But what I realized was His Girl Friday is the same plot. It's, like, the exact plot of His Girl Friday in which Cary Grant goes and finds his ex-wife who still works for a newspaper, and she's incredibly fiery and passionate about it. And I guess he... No, sorry, it's the other way around. See, that's the thing. It's, like, a reversal because he still works for the newspaper and she tracks him down. So it's like a gender switch thing where, you know, and his girl Friday, he's this newspaper man and he sort of sucks her back into the relationship using their mutual passion. Whereas Helen Hunt sucks Bill Paxton back into the relationship over their shared love of storms and twisters you know so it's the same thing where like this thing that brought them together is a very chaotic and uncontrollable passion or force outside of themselves that they both love and they're chasing around and causes all kinds of antics um it's what tore them apart because you know maybe they disagreed about how to chase a tornado how to write a good story you know but it brings them back together whether they like it or not
0: oh my god it's such a good comparison i like truly after you have mentioned this to me before offhand but like hearing the whole pitch is true is so convincing i'm like very ready to watch a double feature of his girl friday and twister uh which is you know just his girl friday but with uh with storms storms yes (laughs) it is is a feminist flick
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's so good helen hunt is my hero in that movie Yes,
0: oh my god, I truly, every day has just been uh, me patiently waiting until I could get you on this radio show and have you talk about Twister for as long as you possibly want.
1: (laughs) Feels good, it feels good, I'm checking that off the list.
0: I'm so glad. Uh, I know, I really gotta rewatch it, I haven't really seen it since I was a kid, Um, and the I mainly remember like the cow flying towards the camera and like when they tie themselves to the pipe at the end. Like those are kind of my two, my two strongest twister memories. We got cows. (laughs) It's so fun. Yeah. Truly a great movie. Also like, yeah, it's a movie about divorce and like still loving the person that you were
1: married to once. I think it's also Philip Seymour Hoffman's first role really I don't know if there's an earlier one but I think it might have been his first one because wow. like a yeah it's it's funny yeah that is funny oh oh, I love Twister play Stoney is his, is his name it's yes his oh my god
0: <laughs> uh, I know I'm trying to think if there's anything I've seen that came before that the only thing I can think of is like the talent of Mr. Ripley but I think that might be after another 90s oh no it is after yeah Hmm. well you know Hmm. just it's what can you do it's amazing um I'm gonna talk about what am I gonna talk about I gotta be honest with you my notes are not well composed for this one I was like very impressed by your flashcards because I was like oh god (laughs) I'm not prepared but I here here we go (laughs)
1: um
0: I am gonna talk to you about the movie that kind of, like, led me on my path, which is uh, an Alfred Hitchcock movie, which I don't think I've talked about on the show before, although I've definitely thought about it, but I don't think I've mentioned it, so I'm, here we go. Uh, I'm going to talk about Rope, which is a Hitchcock movie from 1948, um, which is an excellent movie. I rewatched it the other night. I saw it for the first time a couple years ago, um, and it's just, like, it's truly an incredible like piece of filmmaking it's one of those ones where you're like oh yeah like this is why Alfred Hitchcock was like so so very good at his job <laughs> um, it is from 1948 it's about it's actually loosely an adaptation of a true event um, which are the Leopold and Loeb murders if you've heard of that for any particular reason um, but it's essentially about these two men it opens with two men murdering a third one and then they stuff the body into a chest and then they host a dinner party that night <laughs> with the chest in the middle of the room and all the food is like laid out on top of the chest. So it's it's just a waiting game of these two guys basically like waiting for the other one to fold to see if they are going to make it through this dinner party without confessing to this murder that they've committed hours earlier. Uh, it stars James Stewart and uh, John Dahl. And it's truly incredible. It's like, it's one of those movies that has almost exclusively super long shots. Like, there's just a lot of camera movement and very few cuts. So it's just like incredibly tense as these people all walk around this room. And you know from the very beginning that there is a body and that these two dudes are like constantly in danger of being found out. Um, But, you know you just have to wait you just have to wait and see what happens uh it's also very beautiful it all takes place inside of this like really big new york city apartment um i think it's new york uh and there's they're up really high and there's like this wall of windows and you can see out into the city and uh as the day goes on and this party go- goes longer and longer and like the stakes get higher and higher Uh, The light really changes Significantly and all the neon lights From outside start to shine in and it gets Really tense and like very Uncomfortable Um, But it's really simple It's like a very simple movie just about Two men And their really tumultuous Relationship with each other Uh, the, The The Real life story that it's based on The two men Leopold and Loeb were uh, and this is also in the movie, but it's a little more oblique. Um, they were attempting to commit basically, like, the perfect crime. They're like, okay, if we kill somebody and we get away with it, that means it's, like, morally correct because nobody figured it out and, like, this person didn't deserve to live. Um, they definitely ha- were, like, probably fascists. Like, not a not, not a good look. <laughs> but in the film. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It's so fascinating because, like, their relationship with each other is, like, is pretty, I mean, it's from the 40s, so we're, like, working under the haze code so like they could not explicitly be queer but their relationship is like so tense and so um uh like interdependent like they're really codependent in this way that's like really fascinating to watch in a movie from the 40s um yeah it's just really good jimmy stewart's great in it it's like probably one of his best performances um yeah i just love rope rules rope slaps
1: (laughs) it's not what i've seen i've gotta watch it man it's really, it really good. It's making me think of all the times in movies when people are sitting at a table and something very tense is happening and thinking like Quentin Tarantino movies yeah you know like just any like they're talking they're trying to keep it cool uh-oh they're actually in disguise and they're sitting with the enemy or totally. you know someone's hiding under the table or someone's behind a curtain or something And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was where all that comes from. I gotta watch it.
0: Yeah, it's super tense. I mean, it really has that, um, that, like, dramatic irony energy of, like, you know, like, you know that something horrible (laughs) has happened, and you know that they are, like, on the knife's edge of being found out the entire time, you know? And, like, of course, like, the party guests, one of them is like, oh, I'll just reach in here to get another plate. And they're like, no, 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 don't reach in there. Um, And, like, obviously, one of them starts to, like, get really nervous, and is like, we need to just, like give ourselves up you know it's very like it's a real it's kind of like cat and mousy because like they're both like daring each other like pushing each other to the edge but also like they have like dinner guests which is so insane it's such a it's such a wild choice um oh, but it's really? great it's also like 80 minutes it's so it's such a like tight movie um and it's just it's
1: really good you know wow. can you it's, imagine if my dinner with andre had that kind of premise <laughs> or maybe you could just like invent one while rewatching it
0: Totally. Like, Oh, actually,
1: there's, like, you know, um, an escaped convict under the table the right. entire time.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I do, I just love a tense dinner party, it's always, like, it gets me every time, where I'm just like, oh no, what's gonna happen, everything's gonna ah. blow up, like, even when the stakes are so much lower, and there's not, you know, a murder having been committed, um, but it's so, yeah, it's so fun, I'd highly recommend Rope, I believe it's st- oh it's actually not streaming you had to rent it i had i rented it um but it is totally worth watching i think it was like two bucks 2.99 maybe you know this is from the 40s they can't charge you that much um and it's okay. super fun
1: any question did you say rope or rogue
0: r-o-p-e because that is what they use oh. to commit the Thank murder <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it is a it is a strangulation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's really I like because I hadn't seen it in a couple of years um I forgot that it's like literally the first scene like the like it, it you get uh an outside shot of the apartment and then it's suddenly inside and the two of them are killing a man you're like oh my god oh we're just like getting into it immediately wow okay and to me Thank that you. is romance sorry hang on let me let me of this into the category <laughs> real quick and to me that is romance I just love like twisted. <laughs> when people have like complicated super interdependent relationships, uh like I don't know, like I just love a to this movie feels like such an imagining of like these two men who had like a really powerful romantic or whatever bond which they then test with this perfect crime which then like obviously unravels it in like the most extreme possible way and I like find that fascinating. Um and also I love to watch it. <laughs>
1: yes thank you for bringing this up because I think um, what you just said segues into a lump category um, of the sort of weird twisted interdependent movies and I I, I listed three because these are three movies that are really hard to unpack really hard to go too deep into without kind of losing your mind Um, but I think that they all kind of go with the same theme of like, is it that you want to be this person or you want to be with
0: Yes.
1: Oh my God. And I'm sure, you know, I'm going to bring up Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yeah. My fave. (laughs) Um, Mulholland Drive and Persona.
0: Oh yes. Ah,
1: yeah. I mean, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch movie, super surrealist. You got... Um, kind of a all-American sweetheart takes in this mysterious dark-haired beauty. She doesn't know who she is. Things start to switch around. Things start to get confused, you know? She's a wannabe star. She's possibly, you know, an actress or someone on the inside of this sort of world that she's trying to enter into, but maybe it's not the world that she thinks. And then they end up, like... I don't know, like, what is it? Like, they're an inch tall running around on the floor, or is that something else?
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't think that happens in Mulholland Drive, but that is very, I mean, I I don't think, maybe it's in Mulholland Drive. I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember, because I watched it for the first time,
1: like, maybe two years ago. Yeah, I think I watched it, like, a year ago. I remember someone getting really freaked out about describing their dream. Yes, Um, that is definitely in there. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Ready guy at a diner booth describing what he dreamt about last night. Um, But yeah, so there's that one. And then Talented Mr. Ripley. You know, you've got a guy who's basically paid to go to Europe to track down this rich boy um, to go back to his family and join the family business, but ends up spending a whole lot of time with him. And, you know, it's one of those things of like, Oh, you want to steal his identity, but also you love him.
0: And it's mm-hmm.
1: this sort of confusion of, you know, this ambiguity um, thing happening of, like, you want to be together, but you can't because you have to just totally take over his identity. Um, and, you know, Persona, I think, from 1966, the Ingmar Bergman movie, does this best of like, I don't even remember who's who at the end of it. I don't know yes. who started oh. off <laughs> um, Liv Ullman and B.B. Anderson. Um, one is a nurse to the other. Basically, Liv Ullman is an actress who is basically sent on vacation and she's um, hanging out with her nurse and her nurse and her become very, very close. Um, they become sort of, interdependent on each other you know Mm -hmm. and at a certain point it's like they there's some gaslighting happening kind of like memories get mixed up and then by the end of it there is like a total feeling of a switcheroo but also like a extreme bond you know
0: yes uh this is what you were describing is one of my favorite genres which I struggle to characterize or name but it is like I always think of it um, I actually have a list of movies like this on my litter boxed account called Queer Doubling, where it is, it's like literally, and literally those three movies are on it, <laughs> those movies which you just described. <laughs> um, but like the, um, yeah, there's like that confusing of identity with another person because you are so obsessed with them and like the way that you, one, <laughs> one can become. So intrinsically connected to them that your uh, sense of self gets muted and confused, uh, and it's also it's almost always homoerotic, and it's always like there's something kind of gothic about it because like it's usually very dark. Uh, yeah, I just love it's like thrilling intimacy, like very like because also, like also the two people in the couple get like so excited by like feeling seen, I think, and that then they become like, too invested in each other and become, like, totally interconnected, and I just love it. It's just truly one of my favorite things. <laughs>
1: Gosh, it is so fun talking about a theme on Valentine's Day that's about love, but it's not <laughs> all rom-coms. You know, Guess here what? We are. <sighs>
0: It's, it's really not very, uh, not aspirational, but very fun. <laughs> truly delightful. Um, and I'm actually going to talk about, like, one other movie that I watched that is, I feel like, kind of the ultimate art house version of this, which I watched the other night. I must couch this in the statement that I am ignorant and did not go to film school, and therefore I can only talk about it in the most surface way possible. But, I watched a Fassbender movie, the first and only one I've ever seen, um, called Corel. Have you ever heard of Corel? Hmm. It's what's Coral about? Yeah. <laughs> it is a movie from nineteen eighty-two. It's Fassbinder's last movie. He is a like German new cinema guy. He's like one of like the main um or new German cinema I guess, like the genre. He's like one of the main figures of it. Like I've seen his name a million times, but I've never watched any of his movies. Very like Capital A art house, like truly. I was watching it being like, I don't understand this movie, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but it is an adaptation of a novel by Jean Genet uh, called *Corel de Brest. Uh, and it's ostensibly about a guy named Carel, who is a uh, sailor who arrives at this port um, and has like a series of really intense uh, queer experiences <laughs> <laughs> that all, almost exclusively end in murder <laughs> and are all really wild and very shocking. It's one of those movies where, like, you know, when you watch a movie from decades ago and you're like, how on earth did this movie, how, like, both how did this movie get made? I mean, it's an art house movie, so that's whatever, but also, like, the envelope can be pushed so very, very far. And this is maybe as far as I've ever seen a movie push it. And you were just like, oh, wow this is what we could be doing but we just simply aren't as like a society in terms of making movies um but it's fascinating it is i think about two hours long um the whole thing is this like technicolor yellow dreamscape where all of the character like every single character is basically in fetish wear like none of them are wearing normal costumes they're all wearing like uh like all the sailors have like funny sailor outfits and like extremely low-cut tank tops um (laughs) there's one character who is a police officer and it's so um like funny and farcical because you know, Corel is like, Who's this guy? I don't want to do this in front of a cop. And everybody else is like, He's cool. He's not like other cops. But it's literally a man not wearing a shirt, but wearing exclusively a leather vest <laughs> and a leather police hat that says police on it. <laughs> Just like, Yeah, dude, he's not a cop. Um, but it's so, it's like, it was so interesting to watch. Um, it's like incredibly beautiful, also like pretty vulgar um you know it's a bunch of sailors everybody it's a it's this it's like this port that's inhabited almost entirely by men it's like all men and then a handful of women at like a brothel um and all of the sets are like very theatery like handmade um like there's basically like three or four locations that it kind of like moves between and they all look like they are in a theater um and they're all like really close to each other so you can every scene you can kind of see what's happening in an what's happening nearby with the other characters it's really weird it's like a very weird movie (laughs) Um, but it's fascinating i probably wouldn't recommend it to most people but if you are interested in like queer cinema specifically um experimental cinema like just really bizarre (laughs) uh yeah, I don't know, just like really bizarre gay stuff. Like <laughs> I would recommend Corral to you, but other than that, probably not. <laughs> um The other thing about the set that I just like you notice it so I mean it's one of those things where like the movie lets you know immediately what is happening, uh, because like the second set you see is a bunch of turrets all shaped like giant phalluses, like made out of stone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, got it, okay, got it. Like this is not gonna be a subtle one. <laughs> Um, but it's really interesting. It's just like a very interesting movie. Um, and it feels like the very, very much like the penultimate version of what we were just discussing, because it's about Corel and his brother Robert, and they're kind of obsessed with each other. And then there's also this other couple, what is named Gilles, and I can't remember what the fourth guy's name is, but like they all four of them kind of swap identities multiple times. Um, and yeah, it's just like really intense it's one of, because it's an art movie it's like goes back and forth between being like shocking and being like kind of boring You're <laughs> like okay <laughs> i'm on a wild ride here but uh but yeah it's, stream- you know. it's streaming on hbo which is like so crazy to me <laughs> whenever i'm like oh yeah you could just like watch this like giant of cinema <laughs> just like on hbo it's so wild
1: well <gasps> maybe they they just really let the one slip through the cracks
0: yeah. Yeah, it's really but uh but yeah, it's really it's just a wild wild flick. Uh it's re- like I would say it's really watchable as like an art film, but other than that uh it's not very watchable, I guess. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like if you if you're entering into the world knowing like okay, I'm about to watch a capital A art film, it's like really it's it's interesting and entertaining, but other than that like yeah anyway sorry i did not organize my notes about this at all i'm just like okay wait, i haven't talked to anybody about corel yet and now here i go
1: <laughs> that's a good disclaimer because there are days when i'm feeling very emotionally squeamish you know oh, yeah i can't handle heavy duty movies like the ones we've been speaking of you know yeah and instead i you know um watch sopranos or yes. something <laughs> Which, you know, not <laughs> No, still emotionally intense, but I'm trying to segue here. Okay. Yes. I'm take me there. To segue, yes. Um, into a little offhand thing Tony and his shrink. Is it love? Dot, dot, dot. Ooh. Um, I know Amanda has started watching Sopranos. Um, really wish she was here right now. But, you know, something to chew on is Tony Soprano's relationship to his. Uh, mental health provider you know yes. <laughs> um, it's like immediate he immediately starts having there's so many great dream sequences in that show and he immediately starts having great dreams about his desires for her and it gets mixed up in a bunch of weird stuff of like oh you're okay I'm going to like misremember this but like oh you're like my mom or you're, you're <laughs> my wife or something like that you know and her identity gets splashed all around his subconscious um, but the way the relationship unfolds over the series is really exciting because it's a constant mm. do they, don't they, but it's also like, you know, goes into this wonderful psychological thing of like how desire works and I'm here to help you sort out your problems. So of course you're going to feel affection for me and, oh no, is she feeling affection for him? Is she falling in love with this gangster? You know, all the, it's, <laughs> it's just such a wonderful, yeah, it's one of the best. Sort of will they want these out there. Dang, that's
0: really interesting. I have never seen The Sopranos. It's one of those things that's like another show that's been on my list forever, obviously. Um, but I've actually never heard that expressed, and that is really fascinating to me. and makes me really want to watch it. Oh
1: yeah. Um. um oh, you, I have a long list, so I want you to. I want you to go ahead here.
0: Okay. Well, I kind of only have. Well, here's the thing. I have like a recommendation to give, which is unrelated to anything that we we're talking about, except that it's a romance. Um, and actually, you know what? I, that's not true. I also, this weekend, I did watch Phantom of the Opera, which is, <laughs> I simply can't let the hour go by without saying anything about it. Um, I watched the 2004 version of Phantom of the Opera starring Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. <laughs> um, and I watched it with a bunch of my friends because it's just something that you got to do on a Saturday night sometimes. Um, and hey that's a really fun messed up romance <laughs> now that's what i call a fun <laughs> messed up romance that like really appeals to you when you're a teenager and then when you're an adult you're kind of like mm, still appealing <laughs> mm. am i in love with the the ghoul who lives under the theater in a bunch of in a cave with a bunch of candles like yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of well, um in in our discussion while we were watching it a lot of uh, my friends all repeatedly said I could fix him. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, <laughs> definitely, definitely. He's a
1: project.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just realized I could not, I simply couldn't let the time go by without mentioning. Also, I never saw Phantom of the Opera until like maybe two years ago. Uh, and it's really fun, especially as a person who's not really into musicals. It's a very, it's also it's just like really fun. It's just like a very fun movie. <laughs>
1: I remember your Phantom of the Opera Halloween costume.
0: Oh yeah, dude, that was I. I dressed up as the fan of the Opera for Halloween about two months after I watched the movie for the first time. So I was like, pretty good, <laughs> pretty good one.
1: You moved fast with that relationship, but you know yeah, it dude. went well. It was you know gotta go in head first sometimes. Exactly,
0: or like I was too scared. I didn't. I you know I didn't know what it was gonna be like for me to <laughs> to, to embark upon this journey, and then. I, I opened my heart, and who should shine through but the Phantom.
1: <laughs> I gotta rewatch it. I've avoided it, um, specifically, because growing up, my sister was one of the choir kids who oh. insisted on singing all the songs all the time after she oh, had yeah. seen it. And it was, you know, a little scarring, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure I've, there's, there, I've put distance between myself and <laughs> that time. Yeah,
0: I think I really had success because I knew nothing and had never heard any of the songs really, except for the like, you know, the powerful organ. Um, But I gotta say, the song Slap is very fun. I love, you know, I just love a song that has both electric guitar and the organ in it at the same time. (laughs) Like, what's not to like, personally? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, very, very understandable (laughs) to be like, I'm not really interested in that one right now.
1: (laughs) Organ and electric guitar, man. <laughs> Sounds like a seal song. Yes, um,
0: exactly. Has it really does have like some, some seal energy for sure? A
1: seal music video. Okay, so I guess uh, I'm trying to decide which movies I really want to <laughs> mention before going into left field recommendation. Um, I will talk about the thing called love. Oh. It's another one of these movies where there's like a love triangle. But everyone just kind of agrees to love each other platonically. Nice. Um, And it's a Peter Bogdanovich movie from 1993. It's got River Phoenix in it. Oh. Um, And he's a total heart throb. Um, Throbbing hearts, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sandra Bullock, a young Sandra Bullock, isn't it? Oh, my God, cute. Um, And it just follows a character named Miranda Presley. And she goes to Nashville from, I think like New York city or something. Cause she wants to be a country music star and she writes country songs. And she like is in the sort of cafe circuit of doing open mics. And she meets River Phoenix. Who's already kind of like a local star. And she's, I think dating, or maybe someone has a crush on her and it's another dude. And, you know, one's a more talented songwriter than the other, but the other guy's a nicer dude. And it's just this, you know, crazy, creative, artistic, love triangle thing that's happening. Um, Everyone's inspiring everyone else to write sad country songs. And then giving away the ending, you know, (laughs) it's it's just kind of transcendental. And instead of, like, having to make a choice and then that being, like, this overhanded thing of, this is the kind of person who gets the girl at the end of the day or the guy, you know, it's like, everyone could just agree that there's a different kind of love than just yeah. you know, coupling off.
0: That sounds great. I really, I've, the name is like ringing a really distant bell, um, but I've never seen it and obviously don't know anything about it. And that sounds really nice. Like I do love, honestly, I do. I straight up love romance <laughs> movies. Um, and I especially do love when they end, platonically or just end unexpectedly like I think a subversive romance is always gonna hit really hard you know I don't know this sounds really nice also like River Phoenix and Sandra Bullock what's not to love yeah
1: Yeah. and it's just it's an incredibly fun movie that's why I recommend watching it the most it's just country music hot young 20-somethings you know they they're acting like (laughs) teens running around writing songs Um, I remember there was one scene that had me laughing so hard. The guy turns on the radio while he's driving down the street and the song he just wrote made it on the radio and he's hearing his song and, um, he gets so excited. He crashes his car and (laughs) he jumps out, he jumps out of his car and he turns the radio up full blast and a crowd gathers and they're like, what happened? What happened? He's like, that's my song that's my song on the radio and everyone around is like well dang two hits in one day (laughs) and we all start clapping like it doesn't matter you know you're in nashville you can wreck cars and you know cause just general public mayhem but as long as you got a hit on the radio everyone loves you oh my god that's so cute
0: (laughs) oh man i really gotta watch that wow Oh, oh my god okay danielle I'm going to give you my recommendation, which is a romance. It is sad. It is a sad romance, which unfortunately is my preferred genre, but there's no murder in it. Don't worry. This is a murder free one. Um, I watched a couple weeks ago, and I think maybe I even told you at the time, but haven't talked about it on here yet. Uh, I watched Brief Encounter from 1945, uh, which is this beautiful movie um it's directed by david lean and written by noel coward um and it's just like the quintessential two ships in the night passing and they can never be together (laughs) it's about a woman who is married and she spends i think like her thursdays or whatever she goes into town and just like spends the day in town she takes the train uh and one day she's at the train station and she meets this man who works in the city as a doctor and they just happen to have a conversation what they're actually what happens is the train goes by and she gets a little bit of grit in her eye and he very tenderly uses a handkerchief to get it out of her eye and then they meet they accidentally run into each other a couple more times and start talking and start spending time together um but they're both married and they can't be together and it's so beautiful and so sad and I did cry Um, but it's just like I watched it right after watching um, Before Sunset which is another the second in the Before trilogy Um, and it's just like god I just love two people who want to be together so badly but there's just barriers in the way and even though you as the viewer are like why can you not just get over that barrier literally why I don't understand like the tension in the movie is so powerful and their chemistry is so good that you just like feel it and you get it and you oh man it just like gets me every time i'm real sap um wow. and it's streaming on hbo if you want to watch 1945's brief encounter it's so beautiful i would highly recommend it
1: Ooh, yes 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 that sounds <laughs> the, the handkerchief with the little grit in the eye oh
0: it's uh, so, uh, nothing more tender than you touching somebody up. else's
1: eyeball <laughs> Before you know them. <laughs> I'm out. Okay, so I guess my recommendation is um, a really fun movie for single folk. Um, yes. I think. I where did I put it? Where where all my index cards are is this one. Um <laughs> You're playing fifty two pick Oh fair game. So there's two movies in the eighties called Fair Game. This one's about a snake. So when you look it up, it up, it's fair game, 1988. It might help if you type in Mamba. Um,
0: <laughs> is F A I R?
1: F A I R. Yes. Got it. Um, and so the premise is: it starts out, you see a very um, evil-looking man get out of a car. You don't know where he is. I think he might be in Australia. Who knows? Um, <laughs> And he meets with a guy who is obviously like a dangerous reptile handler. He's got a large collection. He's in a shack. Um, and he's like, okay, here's here's your snake that you asked for. Um, guess what? When it's in heat, it, it, it'll just bite at anything. Um, and, you know, so the premise of the movie is like, oh, a horny snake that will be... <laughs> Bite and kill you because it's got hormones raging in it. That's wonderful, I'm sold. <laughs> um, turns out this guy's like a video game designer who hates his ex-wife. Um, so his plan is to take the snake to his ex-wife who lives in like an MTV music video apartment loft. Like the set, and this is where like the rest of the movie will take place, is like amazing. It's just this insane, like she's a sculptor who makes octopus sculptures that look like cartoons, like three-dimensional cartoons. They're wonderful. Um, this character is just so fun. Her name's Eva. Um, I don't know the actress at all, Trudy Styler, um, but just this wonderful quirky artist, single lady, um, learning how to live by herself, having a great time doing it. She yes. talks to herself, sings to herself, lets the bath run over doesn't matter you know she's having the time of her life being single and then her ex comes and releases a poisonous horny snake into her house and that's the premise of the rest of the (laughs) horror movie is also the kind of tension of like every time she reaches into something there's like a snake there but i I really love it as like a breakup movie because it's it's great to watch someone it's a relatable feeling i think most people have gone through that feeling of like being by yourself for the person in a long time, really enjoying it. But then the thought of your ex comes in like an evil, horny snake. And <laughs> you go through extreme measures to avoid it. And, you know, that's this movie. So it's, oh my God. it's really fun. It's really exciting. Visually a pleasure. Fair um, yes. game, game. Wow. That sounds great
0: also what an incredible description <laughs> it's like it's true sometimes thoughts of your ex are just like an insidious horny snake and there's just like nothing you can do about it except to try and avoid them at all costs